0: Thank you for listening to the Patrick Ely podcast. As always, it's for entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial or medical advice. I'm going to do something new today for me. And so I'm sorry if it's a little clunky. I'm not really familiar with streaming software. So I'm just learning this as I go. But what I want to do is comment on a news clip, and it's of Treasury, it's of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, yesterday she went on all of the mainstream media platforms and delivered the same bullshit speech about raising the debt ceiling, says the exact same thing on every channel, so we're just going to go through one, and I'm going to make some comments on it as we go, so let's get started. Janet Yellen has set for a potential breach of the debt limit. And as that deadline looms, President Joe Biden is going to be meeting with lawmakers tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, right around this time. So if you're not familiar with the debt limit, outside of a government spending budget, we also have a limit to how much debt we can take on as a country, as a government. We're over $30 trillion in debt right now that's because we overspend. We go beyond what our actual budget is as far as money coming in. We spend money that we do not have. And we're not able to actually pay down our national debt. All we do is pay the interest basically on our our government's credit cards. And right now we can't even pay the interest. So the federal government wants to print more money and allow us to go further into debt And that debt ceiling is how much further into debt we can go. And the Democratic Party, Janet Yellen is the Treasury Secretary for Joe Biden. They They very strongly want to just increase this debt ceiling without having any sort of reform in the spending that they're doing. So let's keep going. To discuss ways to avoid a default. Joining us now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen along with CNBC's Sarah Eisen. Sarah, take it away.
1: Thank you so much, John Ford, and thank you, Secretary Yellen, for making time to talk to us today. Good to see you. Thank you, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Janet Yellen used to be the head of the Federal Reserve, which is supposed to act independently from government, but she's been nothing but a you know a pawn for the federal government. She's not done anything to improve our economy. Um, she has no real experience in. Business. She's just someone who has a, a lot of academic experience.
1: You've been warning about this date, June 1st, that we need to raise the debt ceiling or else it could be a disaster, a financial catastrophe. Can you just walk us through what that looks like if it doesn't get done? Because so far, sure. there's no deal on the table.
0: Now, if this were a business or an American family, It would already be a financial catastrophe that they aren't able to pay the interest on their credit cards, much less pay down their debt. Our federal government spending and our current government is a financial catastrophe. And having a limit to how much more we can spend would actually be a way to get us out of financial catastrophe raising the amount that we're able to go further into debt just to enable continued spending where we're not paying down our debt would make it all worse. But she's saying, and the spin on this is that if we're not allowed to make it worse, that's going to be a catastrophe.
2: So our projection is that in early June and possibly even as early as June 1st, um, the Treasury will run out of um, cash and extraordinary measures that we're using to pay our bills while staying below the debt ceiling. And so something we'll have to give, we just will not have. If Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling, we just will not have enough money at that time um, to be able to pay all of the bills the government owes. And this would be really...
0: So she said that the Federal Reserve has been using extraordinary measures. Those extraordinary measures are driving inflation at rates that I don't believe we've ever seen before in the history of America. Inflation rates that have ruined many nations before us. And it's all of the money printing that the Federal Reserve keeps doing to pay these bills. The interest on these bills, I should say. The
2: first time since 1789 that a, such a thing would have occurred. And um, it's really essential that Congress raise the debt ceiling so that um, we're not in a position of defaulting on our bills.
0: It's so-, so she's saying it's, ex- it's essential that Congress allow the government to continue its freefall and continue spending at a rate that makes no financial sense. For this country or for the American people, she says that's essential that we continue that.
2: That could produce financial chaos. Would um, drastically reduce the amount of spending. Would mean that social.
0: Drastically reducing the amount of spending would be the best thing that the government could do. She's saying that that would be a bad thing, and. She's ignoring the financial chaos that the American people are currently experiencing where nobody can afford to buy a house. People can hardly afford to buy food. People have to work multiple jobs just to get by.
2: Security recipients and veterans and people.
0: What they always do is lie and say that if we have to reform our budget, if we have to spend less, we're going to lose Social Security and Medicare for people. No, you, if you were running a business, you would get rid of non-essential things like all these stupid welfare programs that have proven to do nothing. I'm not saying get rid of all public welfare programs. Some have been very good and Medicaid and Medicare are welfare programs. They're very helpful, but there are many welfare programs. For instance, everything that has been done on a national level and most state levels to fix the homelessness epidemic none of them has statistically improved everything. And if you were running a business and you did a pilot program, you put some funding into something and it failed, you would end that program. But what the federal government does is they just keep on these employees that get created with these programs and they keep increasing the budget and they keep doing nothing productive.
2: Counting on uh, money from the government that their owed, contractors uh, we just wouldn't have enough money to pay for bills. And
0: I think it's widely agreed that yeah. um, this would... So the money owed is money owed to other countries like China.
2: ...be a huge hit to the economy and really an economic catastrophe. I just get-
0: what was a huge hit to the economy is shutting it down during COVID. Our economy sucks.
1: out further. So where do bondholders fit in in terms of the prioritization of who gets paid in a technical default. Do they get prioritized, or is it just about paying the bills as soon as the money comes in?
2: Well, you know, I, I would say that if Congress doesn't raise the, the debt ceiling, the president will have to make some decisions about um, what to do with the resources that we do have. And there are a variety of different options, but there are no good options. Every option is a bad
0: option. Notice how she didn't actually answer the question. She just repeated the talking point that it would be very bad if we don't raise the debt ceiling. And she scares the simple American person and says, well, he's going to have to make some tough decisions. And she's already mentioned Social Security and Medicare. So she scare, use fears, uses fear tactics to make people think that they're going to lose the essential benefits that they have as taxpaying citizens if the government isn't allowed to continue you know, spending without checks and balances.
2: And um, I really don't want to get into discussing them and
0: ranking them. She doesn't want to get into actually answering the question and letting people know whether or not the government has corrupt plans that don't look out for the American people or if the government has no plans because they don't want to cut back on their spending.
2: um, As every Treasury Secretary has known... The only option that really leaves our economy in good shape is, and our financial system, is raising the debt ceiling and making clear that Congress stands behind the basic principle that America pays its bills, we're not.
0: She's pretending that that's the only option, and she's just lying. And she's not so stupid that she doesn't know that she's lying. She just gets paid really well for this. She gets paid like, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go speak to hedge funds and it's all just kickbacks. It's all bullshit. She's very wealthy, uh, wealthy beyond what would be reasonable for someone with her job.
2: Deadbeat country. Yeah. And if
0: that she also, you know, she's like America pays their, their bills. Well, no America doesn't pay any of their bills. You're not paying your bills when you have $10,000 on your credit card that you've bought stuff with and you're only paying the interest on it or the minimum payment. That's the opposite of paying your bills. Credit is the opposite of paying your bills. Debt is the opposite of paying your bills. Our country economically sucks and fiscally is even worse. It's embarrassing.
2: To it, if it looks like we're going to go up against the ceiling and may not get it done, that will have tremendously adverse effects on financial markets and the economy. So there just is no good option other than raising the debt
1: ceiling. I I know you, but.
0: There are a lot of options, and raising the debt ceiling is a bad option
1: about this behind the scenes. Secretary Young report that you've been talking to business leaders, CEOs about this. I'm sure you're talking to members of both sides on the Hill. What's your feeling? We're going into this big meeting between McCarthy and the president tomorrow. Three and a half weeks to go. Do, do you think there will be a deal done or are you pessimistic? It sounds like you're worried.
2: Well, clearly there's a very big gap between where the president is and where the Republicans are. The president's
0: the republicans want to simply have some checks and balancing on the government spending and the democrats have chosen and i'm i'm not a republican so i'm relatively unbiased here but the democrats have chosen to want to pass the debt ceiling without any agreement to spend less or to work out of getting out of the the debt you know a democrat bill bill clinton was the last person to actually balance the budget and allow us to pay down some of that debt.
2: a detailed budget. Um, in that budget, he invests in America, he cuts wasteful and inefficient spending, and um, lowers deficits over 10 years by $3 trillion. But his, and so he and I regard it as a fiscally... Res-
0: she just said absolutely nothing. Notice that
2: proposal. Um, the Republicans have very different ideas. They want to focus on cutting spending and the proposals that they've set out would entail draconian cuts and
0: If you were a family who couldn't afford your lifestyle and you didn't want your kids to end up homeless, you would have to reduce your spending. If you were a business and you didn't want to go bankrupt or go out of business and fail, but you believed in your business, you would have to reduce your spending. Only in la-la land of corruption is spending reduction not an essential part of staying in business when you're over budget.
2: Um really end the policies we've put in place to invest in our economy in clean energy. So they're far apart. But look, we need to have discussions and compromise over fiscal policy, spending totals, and um, what spending goes for. That's um, a normal budget process, and the president hopes to establish a process for discussing and compromising on those issues. But he's not willing to do it with a gun to not only his head, more importantly, it's a gun to the head of the American people and the American economy.
0: All complete bullshit and notice how you don't hear Joe Biden during this presidency actually talk about any of these problems. He has people speaking for him. That's a first that I've noticed in my lifetime. And do we really think that Joe Biden is capable of sitting there having a complicated, nuanced talk about fiscal spending or the economy? He can barely answer questions about, you know, what he eats for breakfast.
2: Because a failure to raise the debt ceiling is really saying, if the president and the Democrats don't agree to these draconian cuts, we're going to do something to bring enormous harm to American households that rely on the government and um, need...
0: No. And outside of your manipulation of media and news that confuses the American public, if they knew what was actually going on... It would only make the Democrats look terrible, and it would look, make, make the Republicans look responsible, which, for the most part, they really aren't. Optics.
2: We need to have jobs. So Congress needs to raise the, the debt ceiling, yeah. and we also need to have a negotiation over spending.
0: All right, notice that she repeated Congress needs to raise the debt ceiling about seven times. That's psychology 101. If you repeat things enough, people start to believe it or at least get it stuck in their head. And that's the only thing she repeated. So it's really the only thing that anyone can remember from that interview. It's like a mantra. Raise the debt ceiling, raise the debt ceiling, raise the debt ceiling. And she went on all the major news channels and said the exact same thing, which was nothing other than raise the debt ceiling. This is just how this stuff works all the time. It's just feeding people complete bullshit without actually explaining any of the background or the details that would make people understand, you know, how we could actually have a true compromising solution. None of that happens. And we are the people who suffer. We don't suffer because the government doesn't continue to get to overspend. We suffer because we're lied to constantly. All right, thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully it worked out well and maybe I'll do more of them.